episode 856. One quarter of the way through the season, we take stock of the Green Bay Packers. We welcome on Nathan Yonke of ProFootballFocus.com for his analysis. It's all coming up on Railbird Central next. Good morning, Green Bay Packers fans, and welcome to Railbird Central at Cheesehead TV, the longest tenured Packers podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Brian Caravu, and today we're talking about the Green Bay Packers previewing their Week 5 game against the Dallas Cowboys and taking stock of where they are a quarter of the way through the season to do that, we have a guest joining us on the phone. Baltar, find me another expert. One that likes me this time, okay? We're joined by Nathan Yonke of ProFootballFocus.com. Nathan, how you doing today? Good morning, Brian. I'm doing well. How about you? Very good. Nathan, a quarter of the way through the season, we're taking stock at where this team is at, starting with the running backs. Who's been the better rookie so far, Jamal Williams or Aaron Jones? Yeah, so far we're just judging these guys on about 30 snaps each, but so far I'd say Aaron Jones has looked more impressive of the two. Uh, He has more yards per carry despite having fewer yards before contact per carry. Um, He's had two players miss tackles on him while Williams hasn't had any. Uh, The touchdown certainly doesn't hurt. Um, I know Jamal Williams has two catches compared to Jones who doesn't have any, but those two catches were pretty uneventful. Um, They've both rarely been asked to pass block, but when either of them have, they've been just fine there. So um, I would say also Jones looked more impressive in the preseason too. So um, if one of them is going to be on the field, I think I'd like to see Jones a little bit more. Fair enough. Um, Now moving on to the wide receivers, are either Jordy Nelson or Randall Cobb among the top receivers in the NFL so far? Because I think both have played pretty well. Uh, yeah, currently Jordy Nelson sits at 8th in our PFF rankings of wide receivers and Randall Cobb 28th. Um, so far, Jordy's been doing uh, grading fairly well despite not having as many catches or yards as some of the other wide receivers in the league. But he's been consistently able to convert his catches into first downs or touchdowns. Um, he's rarely been tackled short or for a short gain without getting a first down so far this season. So um, not making many mistakes either like drops or penalties. Uh, leading the league in touchdowns certainly doesn't hurt him there either. So uh, Jordy has been playing very well. Uh, Cobb has been playing pretty well um, as well. Uh, hasn't been as consistently converting his catches in the, into first downs, but uh, he's still been making a number of plays this season, and he hasn't dropped a pass since 2015. So while Cobb isn't in that top tier of wide receivers, he's still playing well this season. Yeah, I think they're both playing really well and doing well in the red zone. Um, tight ends, Nathan, where does Martellus rank, um, Martellus Bennett rank among the NFL tight ends? Uh, I'm kind of wondering, you know, how the, the free agent signing went so far. It it probably doesn't look good thus far, but we're only a quarter of the way in. Uh, yeah, I'd agree with you there. He hasn't graded so well so far this season. Um, a big part of that is his receiving uh, he hasn't been making as many plays as you would expect for a tight end running as many routes as he's run. Um, only one tight end has run more routes than him so far this season, but 14 other tight ends have more yards than him. Um, part of that's because he's dropped two passes, which 
uh, is fairly high compared to just 17 receptions. Um, run blocking, he looked really good in that first game. Uh, since then, he's only looked about average, so um, still looking like an above-average run blocking tight end so far this season. And then in terms of his grade, being penalized three times so far this season is tied for the most among tight ends. So um, it hasn't been a great start to the season, but uh, he's had a fairly impressive career, so I wouldn't be surprised if he's able to turn things around. Yeah, maybe a small part of it you could chalk up to being part of a new team, but obviously the Packers need better production from Martellus Bennett. Nathan, who's been the Packers' best offensive lineman so far this season? Um, I'll start by saying David Bakhtiari in his one game looked like he was still one of the best left tackles in football. So uh, once he's back, once the season's done, I wouldn't be surprised if he's the person I go with. But uh, since he's only played one game, then I'll focus on Corey Lindsay. Um, He's ranked among the top 10 centers in the league, hasn't allowed a sack or hit yet this season. Um, In the run game, he hasn't done it. He doesn't have any plays that particularly stand out. And it looks like he's completely dominated the player across from him. But he's more often than not getting the job done, either against nose tackles or, uh, especially in this last game, going to the second level and blocking linebackers as well. So um, he had a little bit of a slow start to the season in terms of his run blocking, but has really picked things up these past two weeks. So um, this season, just as well as the past couple of seasons, he has been really dependable. Yeah, been a little bit hard to judge the offensive line as a whole, seeing as how many injuries they've had. But good to hear Corey Lindsley is uh, re- recovering from his injury quite well and in, in, in the way he's come back from that. Um, Nathan, turning to the defensive side of the football, who's been the best Packers defensive back in pass coverage? Just kind of want to look specifically at that a little bit. Sure, I'd go with Morgan Burnett, who's been the most impressive Packers defensive back so far, both in coverage and against the run. But uh, sticking specifically with coverage, uh, he's on pace to have the best season of his career. Despite playing all the different positions, he's been at free safety, uh, the dime linebacker. He's played a bit of slot cornerback these past two games as well. And he hasn't had a bad game yet this season. Um, He's only allowed half the passes thrown his way to be caught, which is a very good rate for a defensive back. Um, when he has allowed a catch, it's only been uh, 43 yards total for the entire season. Um, outside of 2010, when he hasn't played a ton, uh, he's having career lows in catch rate allowed and yards per catch allowed. Uh, two pass breakups already this season, which is on pace to be his career best there as well. So uh, seven total stops and just one missed tackle overall with the defense. So uh, that's something the Packers can definitely live with. So. Um, unfortunately, it was an easy decision to choose Burnett since there wasn't too much competition so far for him this season. Yeah, I think you could make the argument that a quarter of the way through the year that Morgan Burnett is the team's defensive MVP for sure. Um, Nathan, who's graded out as the top Packers pass rusher so far this season? Uh, luckily, this one's a lot tougher decision to make uh, between Mike Daniels, Clay Matthews, and Nick Perry all of whom have played well when they've been healthy this season. I'm going to give a slight edge here to Perry. Um, While Matthews has more sacks this season, Perry has more consistently been getting pressure. Uh, Perry has gotten pressure on one in every 6.7 pass rushes compared to Clay, who's been getting it on one in every 8.2 pass rushes. So um, Perry just doing a little, being a little bit more consistent on uh, getting to the quarterback and disrupting him 
even if he's not getting the sacks there. So um, all of them are really within a one pass rush grade at pro football focus. So at this point of the season, you can't really go wrong with picking any of the three. And if you ask me the same question next week, it would probably just have been whoever had the best game this upcoming week. <laughs> yeah. And hopefully Nick Perry only gets better once that club cast either comes off or gets smaller or whatever happens with him. Um, Nathan, who's been the best Packers rookie thus far, regardless of position? I would say they're safety Jones. Um, at this point, his only main competition is Kevin King, and King uh, had his great debut, but these past two games hasn't been as strong. Um, I know we talked about Jones after the Bengals game, so if you missed that episode, go back and listen to it. But uh, he wasn't as impressive this past game against Chicago, but he still looked uh, pretty good in it. Uh, blocked a little bit too often in the run game, but he still was able to make some plays. Um, over the course of the season as a whole, he's still top 10 among safeties in terms of run stop percentage and is tied for third most uh, stops in the past game as well. So I think he's been the most impressive so far. Yeah, I think one of the most impressive things about him too is that he's doing it both on defense and on special teams, making a kind of a doubly good contribution there. Uh, finally, Nathan, last question here as we look ahead to the Week 5 matchup against the Dallas Cowboys. what What's the matchup to watch this upcoming Sunday? Sure. Um, of course, the Cowboys have a bunch of star players on the offense, on the offensive line. Um, they haven't been playing quite as well this season, but I think the key matchup is going to be um, facing Demarcus Lawrence, who's the Cowboys' big breakout star this season. Um, he's their defensive end, uh, has 30 pressures so far this season, which is by far the most of any defensive player, regardless of position in the league. So um, he lines up almost exclusively on the defense's left side. So uh, he will be facing the Packers right tackle throughout the entire game. So um, if Brian Bulaga is ready to go, this is a pretty tough test for him to come back to. And if Justin McCray has to start again, then it's going to be his most difficult test so far. Wow, that's going to be quite the matchup to watch um nathan thanks so much for taking the time to uh talk to us and do all the research into where these guys rank in the nfl i think that was very informative so thanks a lot and we'll uh recap the game with you next week uh thanks again for having me as always and enjoy the game this weekend you too Nathan Yonke of profootballfocus.com joining us here at railbird central on a wednesday morning Glad to have him joining us. Glad to have you, the listener, join us as we continue on with the show. What the hell's going on out here? I'll try to tell you, Vince, in this Packers news segment and my commentary on it, and I have to apologize, it's going to be an abbreviated edition of Railbird Central. I didn't want to shortchange anyone with our interview. Nathan always provides such awesome analysis that uh, that was going to uh, be unchanged no matter what. But the rest of the show here, I, I just briefly want to catch you up with some of the major storylines um, and, and where we're at here. Uh, running back Ty Montgomery yesterday as players returned to Green Bay from their you know, so-called mini-bye week, uh, returned to practice, met with the media. Uh, Ty Montgomery hopes to play on Sunday uh, after uh, breaking his ribs in the game against the Chicago Bears this past Thursday. He says it'll be his decision whether he'll play or not and has been 
testing out what kind of protection he'll be wearing, whether flak jackets or anything in that rib cage area. Uh, Luckily, the Packers have a pretty extensive experience with rib injuries considering what Jordy Nelson went through last year. Remember, he missed some time in the playoffs and they had to... you know, he finally came back for the NFC Championship game and was kind of hampered by uh, what he had to wear to protect himself. So at, at least the Packers have a little bit of experience, and, and maybe they can draw on that in terms of what to do with Ty Montgomery and, and have his own input uh, certainly uh, factor into that as well and maybe pick Jordy Nelson's brain and what he thinks. Um, so that's where Ty Montgomery's at. Uh, also, uh, wide receiver Devontae Adams Uh, It was reported by Adam Schefter of ESPN that uh, it wouldn't be surprising if Adams actually returns in time for this Sunday's game against the Dallas Cowboys, which uh, may be rather surprising considering the hit he took that looked so bad um, uh, against the Bears and Danny Trevathan, who, by the way, had his suspension reduced to one game. Uh, we, we talked enough about Danny Trevathan last episode, I'll withhold any more commentary on that, but as far as Devontae Adams goes, uh, he had suffered a concussion last year, as I've, uh, researched and found out, and didn't miss any time, uh, you have to worry about, you know, suffering a second concussion now, uh, I don't know if that's the, the second total concussion of his career, uh, but it, you know, sometimes it it's usually takes longer the more concussions you have to come back from them. So to be able to come back without missing any games uh, would be surprising to me. I, I guess there is the factor that they've had more time in between games. You, you know, they had the 10 days off considering they played, you know, on a Thursday last week. So um, it, it's really tough to say. You know, are the Packers going to play it cautious or not? Um, is it up to Devontae Adams? Is it up to the medical staff? Is it up to the coaching staff? Is it, you know, doing what's in the best interest of Devontae Adams uh, health-wise as opposed to the interest of the Green Bay Packers and putting the best 53 men out on the field? Um, we'll see as the week goes on and see, uh, especially today, uh, what his status might be and whether he's out of the concussion protocol or not. And um, uh, the Packers have brought in a couple players for tryouts, uh, the most notable name of which is Sean Daniels, the brother of Mike Daniels, who was previously in the Uh, arena football league for both the Philadelphia soul and the green Bay blizzard. And um, so he's got the green Bay connection there. Uh, But you know, it's, it's, I, I, I caution people to pump the brakes because, because I think everybody wants to think, Oh my God, the brother of Mike Daniels, he's the best the player, the Packers have on defense and, and he's a badass and, and I'm not sure the Packers would be getting that with a player like Sean Daniels. Not to say that it's it's not a good story. It's a great story. Um, but, you know, there's a reason he's playing arena football and, and not in the NFL. Uh, not that he doesn't deserve the chance. Uh, I think if the Packers were to sign him, you're probably looking more at a practice squad type of thing first uh, before they would ever think about integrating him 
uh, into the the 53-man roster. Uh, It was definitely a thing where he was worth looking at and and made for a good story because of the connection existing there already. And uh, we'll see what the Packers do. And I also heard they brought in for a workout an offensive lineman, Andrew Wiley, who was previously with the Colts. He's a rookie. Uh, and, and don't know whether the Packers have plans to add anybody there um, because they haven't, uh, to my knowledge, suffered any new injuries that would necessitate, you know, uh, open, that's opening up a spot on the roster. They'd probably have to get rid of somebody at this point, but uh, maybe they're looking for the just-in-case scenarios uh, to see what they might do down the road. So there you go. That's what's uh, going on in Packers news and the day ahead. The day ahead of the Green Bay Packers. Wednesday is the first day they release an injury report for the week. Considering how banged up they had been, you know, pretty much ever since week one uh, this season, uh, I think a lot of people will be looking forward to seeing, you know, what's their status at now that they've gotten you know, almost a full week off since their last game. How are the tackles looking, especially David Bakhtiari and Brian Balaga? Are they ready to return? Is Mike Daniels ready to return? Is uh, Nick Perry's club cast any smaller? You know, so many injury questions, including the running backs that just both got injured in the past game. Ty Montgomery and Jamal Williams and Devontae Adams, and how is he coming back from his concussion? There's lots of them to look at this week. So that's what we're looking at on a Wednesday as we get ready for this upcoming Sunday's game uh, against the Dallas Cowboys. And like I said, a little bit of abbreviated edition of Railbird Central today. I've got to head on out. Uh, We've already got the guest lined up for um, uh, this Friday's podcast. We're talking to Camille of the Technical Foul podcast in fact, we'll be having the whole crew from the Technical Foul podcast, uh, a bunch of bunch of uh, podcasters from Milwaukee, and excited to have them on over the coming days and weeks. And we kick things off with Camille, uh, so we'll be talking with her uh, this upcoming Friday to preview the Packers-Cowboys games. Looking forward to that. And so we'll see you, folks. Uh, have a good Wednesday. We'll talk to you. Just two more days from now, Railbird Central typically airs every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 8.30 a.m. Central Time. That's a live edition of the show, podcasted and on demand later in the day. We'll see you later, folks. I leave you today with a song called New Country Blues by the Emmett Nershi Band on Sci Fidelity Records. See you later. Go, pack, go. Yeah. Oh, you and